0: Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTender.com. Today is Sunday, November 26th, 2017. This is episode 158, Ways to Stop Profanity in Students. Profanity and indecent, inappropriate language have long been the bane of our existence particularly in the United States many years ago we didn't have the problems that we have today this is not to say that students and people of all ages did not use this language they absolutely did But I don't know if they used it in the same way that it's being used today. More importantly, I don't think it's at the forefront of society as it is today with the explosion of technology and social media. Children at a very young age are able to access so much information just by way of the iPad. And their curiosity can often get the better of them. So the question you ask, how can I stop it? How can I end profanity with my child? How can I end it in my family? And for the teachers out there, how can I end it in my classroom to prepare for today's podcast I decided to do something a little unconventional I decided to reach out to other podcasters and while I didn't contact them personally I did listen to several podcasts dealing with this very issue And there was one that really stuck out. The reason that this particular one grabbed my attention is because this particular podcast is very widely respected and extremely popular in the world of education. So I had to assume that I was going to gain a lot of knowledge and this episode did not disappoint. I'd like to share that story with you, truncated version, condensed version, so you get an idea of ideas and thoughts of people from around the world, including this particular person who I absolutely consider to be an expert in the field of education and with whom I have a lot of respect for these particular podcasts. The story goes something like this. The educator had taken the entire class on a field trip. And while on this particular field trip, which they were going to be encountering lots of students, lots of people from anywhere, many strangers who could clearly see that these students were representing a specific school. While he was walking around with his group, he couldn't but help and notice that the children were having very graphic discussions. A lot of the conversations had nothing to do with what the field trip was supposed to be about. Many of them were using very raunchy language, a lot of profanity, and he was, frankly, stunned by what he heard. The field trip continued, and he was starting to eavesdrop a bit more on their conversations and got to the point where he couldn't take it anymore so he asked all the students to meet him in a specific area whereupon he proceeded to do something he had never done before a revolutionary idea a novel concept Inform the students of the conversations he overheard, repeat them verbatim, and by doing so, the students positively will be stunned. Well, the students were stunned. The students were absolutely shocked that he had heard everything and they were absolutely embarrassed. How do I know this? Well, because the educator said so. And I can speak firsthand as an educator of over 20 years. That's absolutely true. Students will be very surprised if you're able to rehash their conversations minus the the actual profanity, minus the indecent language being used. But what he said next was something that's even more shocking in his approach. Because after he said this, I couldn't help but notice that the podcast only had about 45 seconds remaining. And I was saying to myself, my goodness, I hope what I think he's going to say, he's not going to say. And he did. He proceeded to tell his listening audience, by doing this with the students, This has now ended the profanity. The students have now learned their lesson and they know never to use this type of language ever again. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And the only reason I say I couldn't believe it Is because it's one of those things when you have a lot of respect for someone and then you hear a comment like that which in my belief system is so misguided and so naive because of what I did on this field trip at that very moment, to the students, it will never happen again. I present to you the perfect analogy to that line of thinking because it happened to me during my time at my first full time position very early in my career. I believe it was... I think it was my second or third year of teaching. And one of my colleagues... who was teaching band with me... who's many years my senior... decided that he was going to throw a pizza party for all of his outgoing 8th graders. This particular 8th grade class was special, very, very special. These are students who have gone on to be leaders in so many different fields. They went on to be doctors, entrepreneurs, positions of power, positions that landed them some very nice money. But their leadership skills, even as 13 and 14-year-olds, were off the charts. And my colleague wanted to reward them, so he decided to throw a pizza party for them. The band room was, well, it was old. And he he knew that having been in that room for a long time, if there was gonna be any, any food in that room, it was just gonna be a feeding festival for all different types of little creatures he didn't want in there. So he decided to hold the party in another room right down the hall. However, a lot of the materials that were gonna be used at this party, the plates, the napkins, forks, knives, They were all being stored in the band room. While we were setting up for the party, students went back and forth from the room where the party was being held to the band room. My colleague and I placing trust in the students that they would get the materials and bring them back into the area where the pizza party was going to be that was a no-brainer they weren't going to be in there for any extended period of time and because of the high regard with which we held these students We had nothing to worry about. About 25 minutes into the party, we noticed there were quite a few students who had been missing and had been out of the room a lot. Now, the gymnasium and the cafeteria were nearby, so a plausible theory could be the students might be in one of those two areas or they may have gone to the restroom or they may have even gone outside to spend some recess time with their friends there were lots of places they could have potentially been once again the trust factor and my colleague decided to go into the band room for a moment and one of his students pulled him off to the side before he went in and said I have to tell you something. He said to my colleague there are students in the back practice room who are drinking alcohol. Two of the students brought large amounts of alcohol into the school, had concealed them in that room earlier in the school day. And they decided in between their bites of pizza they were going to take swigs of alcohol. All told, there were at least six students involved in this entire situation out of a group of about 16. It was the most devastated I have ever seen my colleague and unfortunately it also gave me a very quick education not about the dangers of alcohol but about how you handle this situation with students when there's a large group involved and you're trying to find the truth. And I'll do a later podcast episode on that. But let's get back to the matter. The students got busted. And I I don't remember what the punishment was and I think that that's inconsequential but for someone to say in a podcast episode because this incident occurred and how I handled it on the field trip these students will never use profanity or indecent language ever again is of the same mindset that those six students, more importantly, all 16 students, will never consume alcohol ever again. Ludicrous. It is so, there's no other word, naive, to believe that's the case. How do you end profanity? The answer is very simple, you can't. What are the ways to stop profanity? Well, there are preventative measures you can take. If you're a parent, be a role model. Set the example. When your child is three years old and you are dropping four-letter words on an everyday basis around that child, they will be listening. They will be consuming and digesting every single word you're saying. So when they decide to call a woman the B word, don't be surprised. The instant reaction shouldn't be to smack their mouth if they've heard you say it at least 179 times in the past. That's not the child's fault, that's your fault. You need to be the role model, you need to set the example. And when a student does something wrong, it needs to be corrected. Profanity and indecent language and inappropriate conduct and the way that we treat people, that's what this is all about. That's what profanity is all about anyway. Profanity is just words. I mean, if I just juggle the the letters around, we have the word tish. And then when we see the asterisk nonsense online, is the word supposed to be really shot? They're just words. It's how the words are being used. I don't condone profanity. I don't enjoy profanity. Do I curse? Absolutely. Am I proud of it? No. Not at all. I consider a lot of it a product of how I was raised... I consider a lot of it to be the environment that I've been around most of my life. I consider it a way to release stress and aggravation, and in some cases, anger. Do I ever use it in a condescending and nasty and mean way towards others? The answer is a positive no. I can't even think of the last time I did that. It's been a very long time. Because I learned the difference between right and wrong when I grew up. This doesn't mean I was a perfect child. I wasn't. Did I use profanity growing up? Absolutely. I can recall as early as about 9 or 10 years old using it. And a lot of it has to do with being cool and trying to establish a reputation. I don't know what kind of reputation you think is appropriate, but I can tell you that students use the words but they don't use it for, in most cases, they don't use it just to let anger go or profanity uh, excuse me or or or, uh, their their stress they use profanity often to inflict pain on others they use it in such a manner to make other people people feel bad that's their goal and to be perfectly honest That's not acceptable. That's where the difference between right and wrong needs to occur. You need to establish and make it clear to students, this is absolutely unacceptable. So with that said, when you are speaking to children, when you're speaking to students, they need to understand that using profanity towards others is extremely unbecoming. It never makes a person look good. It never makes a person become endeared in the minds of others. It just doesn't. There's always something controversial about those types of words and those types of statements. And most importantly, they should never use it towards another human being. I think if you approach it that way, those are the types of methods that can help to stop profanity. Because I have known of people who just completely don't even use those words at all in their lives and I give them a tremendous amount of credit. But to believe that we're going to eradicate the words altogether until everything in the media shuts the words down completely, you'll never be able to just extinguish those words from the minds and the mouths and the eyes and the ears of others the difference my friends rests in one thing and one thing only with children making sure they know the difference between right and wrong